Good evening, cool cats and kittens. This is the Operation Brewery podcast, and I just really wanted to say that. So the plan with this episode is things have changed quite a bit at Black Ops, as you can probably imagine. We were um, running this season on growth, and we did have a couple of other episodes we were planning on getting into before we wrapped up the season. But things have changed a lot in the last four weeks, and I figured it might make sense to just do one podcast on the COVID-19 situation, what we're doing in relation to it, how we're attempting to grow the business, you know, from a place of kind of losing half of the business overnight um, in a very quick period of time. And also doing some questions and answers from our Black Ops ambassador groups and social media, people who've asked us a bunch of questions. Some of them are related to the virus and what we're doing in relation to that, but some of them are just kind of random questions, which I thought... I would sit down and have a beer and answer some of these questions. And this will wrap up this season. So we will finish it with what we're doing with coronavirus and all the various things we're launching. Um, and then we will plan season four, which is going to be on a whole new topic, which I'm very excited about. But um, this is going to wrap up this season. So I hope you enjoy it. So let's get started with what's happened at Black Ops, Black Ops over the last four weeks. So the 17th of March was when we closed our tap rooms down and um, we kept them open for takeaway. We, we shut the tap rooms. It really wasn't possible for us to be doing social distancing at our tap rooms, especially the one in Burley. And we kind of just assumed they were going to shut everything down eventually and just felt like it was the right decision to close down in that week. And so we, we had a bit of a head start, I guess, in terms of thinking how we were going to get through this thing because from that week onwards, we... we sort of had no tap room uh, on-premise consumption and it wasn't long before the rest of the industry was shut down for on-premise consumption. So I think it was a week and a bit later, our customers were shut down um, and the restrictions were kind of leveling up on a daily basis to the point where it was like, wow, like that, are they just going to shut everything down and you know this whole thing's going to be all over. So it was, it was a crazy few weeks. I think if I did a podcast at that time, it wouldn't be quite as relaxed as this current one. But... I wouldn't um, be making references to Tiger King either because I've had a lot of time at home to watch quality uh, content on Netflix, which has been a really big bonus. Um, all right, so we, I guess when all this happened, we sort of thought, okay, well, one situation is they closed down bars and restaurants and, and Black Ops is considered an essential service because we supply food. Uh, food and drink into supermarkets and bottle shops owned by supermarkets and the other situation is they shut bottle shops and everything down and we basically just completely stop and that situation was going to be a complete disaster so far it looks like that's not happening anytime soon and hopefully if they keep the virus under control that won't happen and that that's given us a chance to keep making beer which we're extremely grateful to be able to do and um that sort of plan A situation was what we were working towards from that first date back in 17th of March of, of okay, the tap rooms aren't going to function, but we still have kind of 50% of our business to catch up in the next month or two. Otherwise, we're going to be in all sorts of trouble. Um, so we put a plan together to do that. We ran that past staff. We worked with staff on it. We ran it past investors and it contained a whole bunch of changes. And, and I'll, I'll talk through some of those in this podcast um, it might not be the most exciting thing to listen to me 
talking through a Google document for an hour, but we all have to make sacrifices throughout this. So hopefully it's good enough. And then at the end, I've got probably 20 questions or something like that from our audience, which I'll, I'll get into. And if I don't babble on for too long, I'll do it all in the one episode. All right. So when it started, we, we sort of thought, um, we need to think about how to get through this. And, and, and we sort of listed the priorities. So it was like, well, we need to keep the business running. That's that's the number one priority. No matter how long this goes on for, if we come at the other side and we still have a business, we can employ everybody and we can keep the thing going, keep us in jobs, keep the beer brand alive, keep the investors' um, money safe and and be, be there to kick the thing off again. And so that was that's always the priority. We wanted to keep as many people employed as we can and we wanted to preserve our brand and position as well because I, I, I kind of didn't want it to be a thing where we just discount everything and the brand goes to shit and we get through it but we come out the other side where everything's tarnished so those have been sort of the three driving principles behind everything we've been doing um we had a list of things that we were expecting and and that was virtually no on-prem sales which is which is eventuated i think almost all of these things are pretty much exactly what's happened um no on-prem tap room sales and that was about a 25 percent total revenue to our business and it's it's also a lot of profit to the business um it's, it's kind of almost the only part of the business that's profitable so it's it's a very very big hit um but we've done our best to make up for that lost revenue we expected an increase in taproom takeaway sales which we, we've definitely seen obviously a lot of people at home they still want to drink our beer and as long as they can afford to they they are still buying our beer and that's been incredible we've had an extreme amount of support from the people who come into the tap rooms just uh, showing their support in different ways and getting takeaways and joining in the online things that, that we're doing. Um, and so we have seen an uptick in takeaways. Um, we um, repurposed some staff because we kind of realized that sales staff were just, we're just not going to have anything to do. That, like, it's just not a, not a time where you can walk into bars and restaurants and be effective. And even bottle shops, it's a hard time to go into bottle shops. So we, we knew we would have a bunch of amazing staff that we, we needed to keep in jobs. And so we had to think about how to do that. Um, we expected pretty consistent sales at bottle shops because, you know, as long as people still have jobs, they still want to buy beer. So um, that's that's eventuated as well. We expected a big boost in online sales, which has happened. Um, we expected a big boost in a local delivery and we've turned that into our own service, which I'll go through briefly, but that's been a big uptick as well. Um, we expected to, a reduction in some things like merch sales, so we're kind of winding back on that. Um, the cost to run the business is still very high. There's, there's not a lot of things you can reduce, but we have put it, put together a cost-cutting plan to reduce the things we can reduce. Um, and th- what we're expecting and hoping is, is the business remains stable and as close to profitable as it can be throughout an extremely difficult time. And that's that's kind of what we're aiming for. Most of the things we were aiming for for 2020 have gone out the window and um, now it's kind of just survival. Um, so yeah, we, we've got a bunch of things we're, we're cutting costs on where we can. We're, we're deferring expenses where we can. I won't go too much into the finance stuff. That's not the most exciting content to get into. Um, we started doing tap rooms seven days a week and we've filled in some of those shifts with the sales guys running the tap rooms. They really only require one person. It's just takeaways. It's pretty quiet, but, but we're still selling beer. We've got new procedures for sanitization and hygiene and things and um, everyone's adapted really well to that. We've been working 
on all the various support options available to us through the government and other places, the banks and deferring loans and that kind of stuff that we can do. Um, so that's been useful and, and will continue to be useful. We've launched selling kegs into people's homes, which is cool. We, we only did that this week, but, but this was on the list of things we're planning on doing. We've got a lot of kegs we need to move and, and we always get asked to sell our beer into houses. It's a lot of extra work and um, it's going to be tricky to manage it all, but we're doing that. Um, we've launched fresh work kits so people can brew Black Ops at home. We're calling that Black Ops Reserves and we've built a whole competition and judging criteria around that so people can send in their beers and win pins and medals to kind of become the champion Black Ops home brewer at the end of us releasing all of our, our core range. We've also released, I think, 15 recipes up at blackops.com today forward slash recipes. So if you can't get the fresh work kits, which are really only for Brisbane and Gold Coast or sort of like Byron to Noosa where we normally deliver, um, you can still brew the all-grain recipe and send a beer in and we'll judge it. And um, yeah, get a chance to win a, a gold pin and uh, potentially a champion medal as well. Um, we have gotten involved in some sanitizer projects as well just making the wash for local distilleries to help them make sanitizer. We're sort of just doing it for basically the cost price. We're not making a lot of money on it and we're not selling sanitizer ourselves, but we, we just thought we'd, if we could, we'd, we'd help out with those things. We've expanded the pilot kits, um, production levels. I think we did six new beers in the month before this, and I think we're going to do 10 to 12 um, as a result because we've, we're basically just making sure the pilot kits are full the whole time um because those are the sort of beers that are going really well for us at the moment and it keeps production really engaged and and busy so production since this happened has, has been flat out it's not like things have dropped off there's, there's a whole bunch of beers we're making and we're still selling a lot of beers into bottle shops so there's a lot to do um we've got a sort of a lower price um easy drinking product we're going to bring out not quite ready yet but we'll we'll announce that when it comes out um We've put a few projects on hold. We're still looking at expansion. We, we, we've got plans to expand both breweries and a, a new thing we're working on, which you might have seen on Instagram. We put a post up of this crazy-looking building that we, we have now um, that we're working on something with. It, it's going to be a bit slower than we were otherwise planning on doing it, but we are still planning on doing these expansions this year if we can figure out ways to do them um, because we're sort of hoping we get to the end of the year and we'll, we'll hit summer and have you know you know be well prepared for what summer normally entails which is a, a really stressful busy time for a brewery and and we're always sort of a little bit undergunned so we're still looking at expanding and being prepped for summer um we'd like to get a few more pilot tanks as well um so we can do more recon series limited releases but we, we that may not happen soon we'll, we'll see how we go but if we can get the funds together to get some more pilot tanks We'll probably expand pilot tanks at both sites. We've done a few online initiatives, like we did the Bright Friday initiative where we, we got our um, Sabro IPA from the Bright Tank uh, into cans on the canning line, into people's houses, delivered direct on the same day. And then we did a live call at the end of the day, which was just a super cool thing. We had people turn up who were just regulars at the tap room, um, tune in. I think we had 50, 60 people on the call went for about an hour, Govs did a tasting, we answered questions, it, it was awesome. And so we're doing we're doing things like that. We're going to do that as part of the Black Ops Reserves as well, do a, a call and a sort of a live judging of some of the beers and, and an announcement of who the champion winner is for each core range beer 
Um, and then we're going to do hopefully an in-person one if if um, time goes on enough and we're allowed to do that kind of thing for the overall winner. But if not, we'll do that online as well. Um, and then we're, we're, we've still got all of our full-time staff. Our sales guys are helping out with supply drop local deliveries, um, which, I'll, which I'll get into, um, and then the tap room as well. But the supply drop's been a big one. We, we built a, an app that's live in Android and Apple app stores for Brisbane and Gold Coast same-day beer delivery. Um, and we're doing, I think, 150-plus deliveries on that a week. It's, it's pretty challenging to figure it all out, but it's getting our beer out to the people who love it and you know, getting us closer to consumers. And the, like people are loving when our sales guys rock up with beer for them. Um, and that's been super fun. And so I think a lot of the stuff we're doing with like the Black Ops Reserves, fresh work kits and the online de- uh, same-day delivery, direct delivery are things that are good for customers and things that are good for the business. And so hopefully they're things that we invest in them now. And then when this is all over or, or is looking like being more over than it is at the moment, um, they're, they're good things for Black Ops and they're good things for Black Ops drinkers. So that's what we're kind of trying to focus on, keep the brand going well and um, focus on things that we're actually sort of building up different streams that will be useful long-term, not, not just little things that will kind of help us get through a month or two. Um, we have a few other new projects we're looking at as well. I'm, I'm sort of trying not to overload people too much with work because it's been a really hectic couple of weeks, as you'd imagine, but the, the team's doing amazingly well for everyone who's asked about that. And um, yeah, we're, we're feeling pretty optimistic. I think we're, we're super, super grateful that we're in that position where we still do have a business. We're still considered an essential part of the supply chain and we all have work to do. You know, the, the office guys are working from home, which is which is an adjustment. The sales guys' jobs have all changed. Um, but we're all we're all doing pretty well. And we're all extremely grateful that we still have a business to run and feeling very anxious for our a lot of our customers who, who don't have much to to do at all other than sort of like a small amount of takeaway sales, which is which is challenging for them. Um so yeah, we're we're feeling pretty good. And um, yeah, we're, we're still looking forward to this year, even though it's a gigantic spanner in the works. So hopefully that's a, a bit of an update. Um, and hopefully those things will result in our business growing. I think it's, it's, going, to, it's going to be a massive hit initially. Um, but once everything goes back to normal, I think those different revenue streams are going to kick in for us. They're going to hang around. Some of these behaviors are going to stick, I think. And um, then when the rest of the business comes back online the tap rooms get going again hopefully that all will culminate in us achieving some growth during that time but it's going to be a while for us to get back to where we were before Um, and i think every brewery is in in the same position and in some cases a lot worse because they they don't have the luxury of having a lot of sales in the bottle shops and we're very 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 fortunate that that we have that all right that's where it's at. If, if you guys got any more questions about any of that stuff, just ask in the ambassador group. The ambassador group's been absolutely on fire the last couple of weeks. We've, I think we've gone from 1,500 members to 2,100 or something in about three weeks. It's been phenomenal and the engagement in there is amazing. I'm trying to spend as much time as I can within reason and making sure we, we reply to everything in there and we, and we do a good job 
keeping that community engagement up. But but if there's any sort of direct questions you have about any of this stuff, feel free to ask it in there. I do have some questions uh, that have come through that group and come through the social media, which I'll get onto in part two of this little podcast. All right, I really only paused that so I could have a sip of Hornet because it would have been weird if I just stopped and started drinking. But I've got this beer next to me that's going to go warm if I don't drink it. And it's tasting very delicious. All right, let me get into these questions. So I, I, I was sort of expecting people to ask questions about the uh, coronavirus and what we're doing in relation to it. Some of these are, but some of them are just general questions. So I'm just going to answer them all anyway. So I'll start with the ones in the ambassador group. I, I always sort of try to prioritize what happens in this group because the, the, the community in here is just amazing. And we get a lot of engagement in here. And we, we kind of try to make the effort to make sure... We, we are giving back as much as, as we're getting from that group. So I'll start on those. Okay. Craig Maiden. Um, I'm concerned about the breweries in the future. I'm recording a new video today about the best ways to identify and purchase indie beer and keep local alive. I think that's awesome. This, this, I think Craig is more, more making a statement than asking a question. He said at the start, we, we're so transparent, he doesn't have any questions. So that's nice. Um, but that is so awesome to see, Craig, keep doing that. The, the support the industry's got from so many people. And I was just on on the, a podcast before this, the Bloody Brilliant Beers Crushing Tinnies podcast, I think it's called. Hopefully I got that right. Um, and I was just saying that the, the industry support, not just from other breweries, you know, not just from customers, just across the whole board, people bloggers and content creators and all of that just getting behind it is really really meaningful so thank you for recording those videos and um yeah keeping local alive that crafty pint um initiative is a really good one encouraging people to buy local buy independent buy fresh beer that's always important and it's now more important than ever so thanks for doing that all right darcy patrick um be interested to hear about consideration around your brand or brand image coming up with new ways of growing the business. For an, for example, my work are doing everything we can to get our product out, which means you have less time and resources for things like photo shoots, leaving content less polished. Yeah, this is this is a good one. I, I just kind of think there's you, you never want to compromise on this stuff too much. You, you, you do want to get things out and you don't want to let your perfectionism stop you from producing things, but you don't want to compromise on your brand too much because at the end of the day, the you know the the brand is all you have really so um we i I think the things we've launched things like supply drop like it's a it's a it's a nice little app it's it's a it's a native app in android and apple it's it's got its own logo it's got a nice little neat design i've i've done a lot of it myself i haven't spent a lot of money on designers and developers for it so it's not the app I would launch if I had 12 months to do it. It's it's the app that, you know, we kind of built in one weekend. Um, but I, I don't like the idea of using that as an excuse to make it not as polished as it can be. So I, I tend to think you can achieve both and I kind of strive for that. And, you know, sometimes you don't succeed at that, but that's what we go for. So, so everything we've put out, I feel it's still very good quality. It's all happened a lot quicker than normal. But if I didn't feel like we could put it out in a way that was good for the brand, then then we we would hold off on it, and we are holding off on a lot of things. That there's things that I know we could do that we're not doing because you know we, we want to make sure we do things well if we're going to do them. So yeah, I hope that answers your question. I think it's just a matter of challenging yourself to still do a great job with what you're putting out, even though the 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 um pressure is on. 
Um, Matt Dillon, I'm curious about passion. Imagine in the beginning it would have been massive adventure starting a brewery with two mates um, and the passion excitement would have been sky high. Has this changed as the business has grown more into a corporate style business and how you maintain the passion that has contributed to success? I Yeah, I mean, Black Ops is still such a very small company. It's, it's definitely not a corporate style business. Like the, we've got 21 full-time staff. Um, we've got um, two sites. You know, you're working in very small teams you're around your mates all the time. They're all reliant on you. It's it's a really great culture. Um, it's still a what I consider a, a very small business. Um, and um, yeah, it, we've had our success, but there's there's no, you know, we haven't got to the point where it's kind of corporate. Like we've got only independent investors who aren't even really kind of accredited investors. They're kind of mum and mum and dad investors, you know, crowdfunding investors. We're accountable to them, you know, we're 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 completely on the line for this thing. Um completely accountable for it. Like there's no there's no safety net for the founders. It's still majority founder owned. There's still there's every bit as much pressure as there was at the start. There's 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 actually way more. Um which I I'm personally very much enjoy. I, I don't know if everyone enjoys that, you know, like I I guess you work for a small business if you've got that mentality, um, if you know what you're getting yourself into, but it, it can be very, very stressful. But passion-wise, I, this is this is becoming what I wanted it to become. You know, I'm way more interested in it now than I was at the start. At the start, it was a fun thing for me, um, and it was mainly kind of Govs and Eddie making beers. I was I had another business to run. I wasn't even working for Black Ops full time, and um, what it's become now is has me in a way more passionate situation than i was at the start it was definitely a lot of fun and you think back and think that was cool but you know we, we have the op- opportunity now to create a legitimate national brand in a product category that just doesn't have that many brands that are independent and so you know that makes me very excited i don't have too much of a problem with staying passionate about what we're doing um right baden does the COVID-19 impact affect the recon series of pilot brews and experimentation or is it more important now to offer something different and continuous collaborations to extend product awareness? Yeah, well, we have definitely ramped up the uh, amount of recon series beers we're doing. We did that from basically the first day because it was like they're the products that always go really well at the tap room, especially if you're doing takeaways and people are kind of coming in, they're getting something different from you and that's that's our point of difference is to is to be able to make a lot of these beers so we immediately filled the pilot tanks and they've been filled the whole time since and i want to get more tanks and do more of it it's just going to be a case of if, if we can fund it and when we do it and that kind of thing but um definitely more experimentation more limited releases and which has been great it's it, you know the brewers are just on fire at the moment the beers they're bringing out are just phenomenal and that that's making everyone really excited. So, so that's that's really cool. Um, Joshua Watson would love to know the future of fresh work kits at BH, both short and long term. Is this something the business might consider continue on post COVID? Will you aim to create more availability during lockdown? Well, availability wise, so we put we put up twenty six of them. Uh, I think last Friday, and they sold within like forty five minutes. Which I mean, we I knew that would go well. It, it kind of felt like something that was going to go well. But we didn't expect them all to sell that quickly. So we're doing another 50 this weekend. Um, and hopefully that'll be enough so that people who are keen can get a hold of one. And then we've got the rest of the core range to go through. So we've got, I mean, it's going to take us probably like at least six months 
to get through all these core range beers. And I would like us to continue making all of the core range, not just the new one we make throughout that period. So we're going to have a lot of these coming out. Um, it's a little bit unknown because you're not exactly sure where all this goes. But I'm excited about what we're doing with that. And I would like to think that if it's something that people enjoy, we, we could figure out a way to keep doing it once this is all over. I think it's a great way to engage our community. And um, yeah, it, it sort of wasn't something we were ever really that keen on the idea of doing. But I, I feel like the way we've done it, it's going to be a lot of fun and it's going to be good for our brand. So if that, if that remains to be the case, then I think we could, we could aim to keep doing them for sure. But yeah, there's a lot of unknowns, it, it, you know, who knows what's going to happen in six months, but that's the, the plan is to have a really good crack at doing this in a unique way. And if it goes well, hopefully keep doing it. Keith painter. Hey Dan, the only question I have is, can we expect a supply of fresh work kits that will last longer than an hour before <laughs> sold out? Like if you, yeah, I think I just answered that one. Um, and I answered that on your message as well, just so you knew that we were working on more ones. Um, and that, sh that should be enough. If we do another 50, hopefully it's only Gold Coast and Brisbane. So hopefully that'll be enough to, for everyone to get a hold of one. We've also released our recipe. So if you can't get one, you can have a crack yourself. But it, I mean, we, we fermented a batch of that fresh work kit Hornet and um, it's looking and tasting great. So if you can get any hands on the kit, it is the Hornet that we brew on our system. So it, it you know, it's that's the one you want to go for if you can get it. Uh, Sean Astle, what other revenue streams have you looked at or considering uh, that taproom sales, the highest profit margin by far are down for the foreseeable future? Is there a certain amount of investment needed for these streams or are you being more conservative in all kinds of spend at the moment? Um, and he's got another question. What's the biggest impact you have felt as a result of COVID-19? Was it a total blindside or was there time for any type of preparation? Okay, so there's, there's two questions. Let's go over the first one. Um, revenue streams we've looked at, we've, we've, we've launched most of the things we, we want to launch. So it's, it's more taproom takeaways it's more online sales and it's direct delivery via the supply drop app and it's uh, more black ops drinking at home so kegs at home um brew black ops yourself at home that kind of stuff so they're kind of the categories of things we're working on investment hasn't been really anything for any of those things yet other than you know time and stress and that kind of stuff like the 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 app is something i've been able to put together for next to nothing, um, which is which is good. I'm in a lucky position there with with some some uh, background in that style of thing, and I've got mates who are involved in in those things, and they've helped me out, and so we've been really lucky with that. Um, the yeah, fresh work kits. There's not a huge amount of investment for those. That we're kind of selling them for 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 a reasonable amount, and and um, we've just put some nice labels and branding together. We print the labels in house. We get, we get the work kits in. Eddie's been personally bagging the hops up and, and we've been scheduling in pilot brews to get the beer into the kits. Um, so that's kind of business as usual. There's not a lot of the investment wise. The only thing we would need to do is these new projects we're working on. So we are working on a new site. Um, probably shouldn't call it a new site, but it's a new thing. We're working on and that's requiring some investment we're looking at expanding both breweries which will require investment and i'd like to also get some more pilot tanks we've got some more barrels we've got, we've got a lot of stuff going on in that space that does require investment but those are all things we we're planning anyway and it's just a case of how we fund those i, I had a plan for funding 
all of this year with a whole bunch of different things and that that kind of went out the window once this hit um but it opened the door to other opportunities for funding things like some of the um, government loans and things that are coming out so um there's nothing else major in there i think the the local delivery is something we we can probably ramp up a little bit we're never going to deliver too far away from the brewery but we might have to buy an extra car or something for that um we've had to get some storage space so we can store beer in brisbane so there's a little bit involved with that but that's again it's something that is very helpful to us we're like it was kind of long overdue for us to have a really convenient beer storage in brisbane um so yeah there's not a, not a huge amount of investment other than a shitload of time and a fair amount of stress and a lot of change for the staff but but we, we've been able to do these things very very affordably and still execute them pretty well hopefully all right uh, mark thatcher I was just talking to Mark DeSavo and I'm thankful he replied in here with his question because um, I probably would have forgotten that he asked me. But he says, as discussed, I want to look forward to something. So does Black Ops have any thoughts on what the after party might look like? How are we going to celebrate the reopening of the, the tap rooms? Uh, I think it's a great question. I just I just don't have a very good answer for this one. I'm, I'm still of the mind that it's going to be a very long time before Black Ops can open our tap rooms. I don't know exactly how they're going to relax the restrictions, but I get the feeling that places like small small tap rooms and small bars will be the last thing to be relaxed because it's just impossible to do any kind of reasonable social distancing at a small venue. So I don't know how that's all going to happen. I can't see anyone having a big party anytime soon, to be honest. Um, so I'm very much of the mindset that we're getting used to this as the new normal and um, it's going to be quite a while before we're having a big party. That's the way I'm thinking about it. I could be wrong, but that's kind of the way I've been thinking about it the whole time. I think this is a very, very big change that's going to hang around for a long time. I mean, if we can do some... some if, if they do go back to, say, the, the restrictions of the number of people at outdoor events or the, the square meterage at indoor events, then if that happens, there's a possibility for us to do something at Black Ops 2 um and and possibly to do something outdoors in the car park there something like that like maybe maybe we can do something there but it just to me seems like a long shot and it's just a fair way off and it's just not even something i'm thinking about i'm more thinking about this as like the new normal for the foreseeable future and 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 um no parties but there's a lot of good stuff happening a lot of good beers coming out and um a lot of good stuff to be grateful for and to be happy about and marks in the industry in bottle shop sales as well and that's you know you and us are one of the few companies who can still operate and still do well so i'm kind of grateful for that but yeah no parties anytime soon unfortunately josh gable have you seen from the event that you are more reactive to change and push product out like the supply drop app was that already underway before COVID 19 or was it a reaction as it seems businesses are more reactive now getting new product out in quick a turnaround on the flip side, does mean that the future the products will get a quick turnaround to capitalize on the market. Yeah, I mean, this is this is an interesting one because I don't. I, don't, I mean, reactive is it's, it's almost like a bit of a negative word, but but what, what's happening is there is a lot of reacting going on, and I see it all as pretty bloody positive. Like, there's a lot of innovation happening in our industry. There's a lot of breweries that are making a really strong effort to get closer to their customer and really engage the customers, um, doing direct deliveries, doing live 
calls, um, really active social media stuff going on. There's a lot of really good things happening. And it is, of course, reactive because um, yeah, most of these things would not have happened if not for the virus. And, and we've come up with some of these programs like the reserves, which I think is just going to be an awesome, really fun thing for us to do that we definitely would not have done that if not for COVID-19. We weren't planning. We've done little mini versions of sort of brew Black Ops at home and send us in, but we were never going to do fresh work kits and do a whole competition and prizes and all that kind of stuff and put all the recipes out and build a whole thing around it. That was just never something we were focusing on. We were trying to build a national brand before all this. So, But I see those things as positives. They're really exciting things to be working on. The supply drop... Um, no, I was not working on that before this. I literally built that in one weekend. We've tweaked it since then and we've you know refined it and we've put a huge amount of work that, that is not my doing into actually operating the thing. That's that's the hardest part of it. It's, it's good to have a little app that you can buy something on, but actually figuring out a way to get this beer to people and make it a good experience is a whole nother, whole nother challenge. Um, but yeah, we, we, I did have a bunch of these ideas were just kind of little ideas that were sort of sitting around in a list I keep, which is for future ideas, which are things we might do. I still have a few things on that list that are things we might do throughout this, but they were just never a particularly high priority. Our, our priority has been getting back to a kind of scale where we can be um, profitable and comfortable and sustainable. And that's kind of been our whole priority. And if it fit, fit into that, then good. If it didn't, then it, it took a back seat. Um, so yeah, it is reactive in a sense, but I think I see it all as, as very positive. So that were the questions out of the ambassador group. I've got some questions on the general social media. Jamie Flood, one of our very original Taproom customers, um, says, what were the other name ideas for Black Ops? I was just talking about this on the other podcast too, and I, I don't remember a lot of them. I At the time, it was mainly me and Eddie texting back and forth in the weeks between brewing um the first batch of eggnog stout with govs up at mount tambourine and bottling it and and you know by that time having a name and and all of that stuff and we were texting back back and forth at that time it was on whatsapp and i don't have a history of my messages on there um and if i did it would be so long ago and so many messages it would be impossible to find but i have checked and they're not on there but there was hundreds of names they're all very bad i mean we still do the same thing now we 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 have a concept for a beer and we almost always decide on the name via message not not in person it, it, to me it's a good way to do it you're kind of firing lots of ideas back and forward no one's offended about what's a bad idea or not and and if something's really good and a couple of people agree on it then then it's like oh that's cool then that that becomes the name and that that was what happened with black ops we sent a lot of names back and forth the only one that i can remember well i, I remember two one was um beacon street brewing i think because the no was it beacon street no oh god now i'm gonna butcher this it was a street up in mount tambourine i think it was beacon street but now i'm thinking of that i'm thinking that's way too close to green beacon so i think it was beacon street anyway it was one street up in mount tambourine which we thought sounded cool it hadn't crossed my mind that it was similar to green beacon though so i thought it was beacon street anyway that was one of them which didn't mean a whole lot to us just like a name and then the other one was three balls brewing which is an awful name. I don't really know how it was in the mix, but that's one of the ones I remembered. And there were some truly atrocious names in there. And, and Eddie actually suggested Black Ops and then suggested three or four other ones. 
And I was like, wait, Black Ops, like how, how does that not exist already? That's a sick name for a brewery brand. And it was as simple as that. From that point on, it was like, um, yeah, Black Ops is, is, is what it is. Um, Troy uh, is, is one of the designers we use. He's been doing heaps of stuff for us uh, with our limited release beers. He, uh, I, so I think he said when we will branch off and make whiskey. And I don't know if you know this, Troy, because we haven't really published publicized it a lot, but we've actually already put a batch of whiskey down because we did a collaboration with Husk about a month ago where actually probably probably less than a month ago, three four, three weeks ago, where we we brewed the wash for their whiskey and it's going to be a whiskey that we release. Well, that, they'll release it as a Husk whiskey in about five or six, seven, eight years time and it's going to be a Black Ops collaboration and um, we'll get a bunch of bottles for ourselves as well and we'll, I don't know, by then hopefully have a license that enables us to sell them. Um, but yeah, we do have a Black Ops whiskey on the way and unfortunately or fortunately we're gonna have to wait five or six or more years to get to try it but um quentin from husk was saying it was tasting amazing the beer was tasting great he was really confident about how it was going to turn out i'm sort of hoping we can get a barrel of it to keep at black ops just so we've sort of got it sitting there um as you know just something to to remember that we've got bubbling away uh, i mean working on so that's going to be a whole lot of fun and i would love to do more i i um we had talked about getting a still and doing something like that but it's it's just a again it was it, it was a low priority it was another massive project that we just it just wasn't wasn't going to be something we did um i don't know you never say never i'm i'm, I'm kind of keen on the idea <laughs> i think it'd be fun um jim gold when is black ops brisbane coming well we're not actually doing anything in brisbane and i hopefully you don't think we are because i have had quite a few messages in the last few weeks when we put that post up of with the new premises but that that that's not in brisbane um, I, I was thinking about and we, we were discussing doing something in Brisbane for this new brand we're working on but again it was it was going to be too much it was going to be another massive project for the year which a year where we were planning on already expanding both breweries and it was just going to be too much so we decided to do it more locally to where we are um, so unfortunately no plans to build anything in Brisbane I I don't know I think it would be cool but Brisbane's got an awesome scene up there as it is, I I I don't know. I, I, I kind of think maybe maybe we leave Brisbane to do Brisbane, and um, you know, there's there's a shitload of good breweries up there already. I don't I don't know if they need another one, um, but we've got a good good environment on the Gold Coast here, and good local community, a brewery at e- each end of the coast, and this is kind of our home. This is where we want to live and work. So I, I don't know. I, I kind of think we we probably won't do something in Brisbane, but but who knows? Never say never. Um. Will S, when are you adding Flashbang to the core range? That's not going to happen anytime soon, Will. Sorry. I do love I do love Flashbang, but it's it's the core range is basically impossible for us to add anything into. There's something would have to be dropped. We are adding one beer to the core range this year, and um, it's going to be very soon. And unfortunately, I'm not going to tell you what it is, but maybe you can guess. But unfortunately, it's not Flashbang. But we will hopefully bring Flashbang back. We normally brew it every September. It was a quarterly um seasonal release and last year we did it just as one of the monthly releases and we will hopefully bring it back and normally september is when we do it so i would say there's a good chance we, br- we brew it again in september tim says how much i think he's in brisbane says how much do i need to order to get delivery at the moment the answer is one single can so if you download the supply drop app you'll see our beers on there um, we charge a flat fee five dollars for delivery and you can buy beers in singles four packs or 16 packs um 
I, I would hope you wouldn't order one single can, but um, at the moment while we're building it up and while we're trying to figure out how it all works, that's that's the parameters we've set. And um, so, yeah, that's all you have to do. Get get the app if you're in that delivery range, which is listed up up on the page when you get the app. Um, you can you can order as little as you like. Um, but yeah, most most people are ordering a carton and a four, you know, or a four pack of something, or a carton and a four pack, and it kind of makes it makes it worthwhile. Um, but yeah, we're just happy to be delivering beer out to people. So while the drivers are on the range uh, on the road, you can order as little as you want. That's it, I think. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this season. It's been a lot of fun doing the podcast again uh, and we are very keen to keep it going. So I was chatting to Leah today about the next season of it and we've got an idea for doing another season. I think Leah's going to get involved in doing some more of these episodes and so once we wrap this one up, we'll, we'll kick into season four and give you guys something, something different to listen to. Um, if you do like it, please give us a review on iTunes and um, share the podcast and in joining the discussions in the Facebook Ambassador Group. We always love that. We love when you come up to us and tell us you listen to the podcast. That's always really cool because this is one of those things where you just don't know who's listening to it. But we know people listen because um, they come up and they tell us at these events and tell us online and get engaged and all of that. So please keep that up. Uh, Thank you for supporting Black Ops and letting us do what we love. Cheers and I'll see you guys next season.